Flyover Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From his undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. I'm going to roll some videotape. Um, it's, uh, I believe it is Steve Scalia on the stretcher being taken away. It's vivid stuff. I, I do apologize for this, but this did happen this morning. And that is the White House, that is the chief, uh, the House Majority Whip. Let's give the correct title. Yes. You can the see House the intravenous there. You can see him getting the fluids on the side of, of his body there. You can see the fluids where it's going into his body. It's a traumatic event for America. This is a senior guy in the Republican party. He's in charge of getting together the votes for the president's legislative agenda, which is all again. And uh, Joe, we have Senator Rand Paul on the phone. He was in the batting cage when this happened. Senator, thank you for uh, for being on with us. Can you tell us what you heard and saw? Well, I was in the batting cage at the time, and the first shot was sort of an isolated shot. You know, I grew up in the South, and I just thought someone had discharged a shotgun, which isn't that unusual in the South. But then I thought, well, we are in the city. We're not in the country here. But then after the first shot, then there was a rapid succession of shots, you know, five or ten shots. So I'm outside the perimeter. I'm on the right field line, and the batting cage is outside the field. There's about a 10-foot fence between me and the field. And uh, in the field, I see uh, Representative Scalise is shot but moving, and he's trying to drag himself through the dirt out into the outfield. There are two staffers in right field only about 10 feet from me, but there's about a 20-foot fence separating me from them. And they were laying down, but then I'm seeing the shots hitting the dirt around them. And they're trying to make a, a difficult decision. Do we lay here, stay low, and hope he doesn't hit us? And this is the difficult decision, or does the shooter just advance and come closer and, and shoot you? And so you have to make a decision at some point uh, whether to stay or run. And so one of the staffers scrambled up over the fence. It was probably, like I say, a 15, 20-foot-tall fence. He did it in about two seconds. Uh, I don't think I could have done that. So I'm on the outside of the fence, and he and I are hiding behind a tree. But the gunshots are, are landing in the dirt in the outfield and around us. But it takes a few minutes to determine you're not sure where they're coming from. I mean, I really, my instinct was they were coming from the third baseline, and as more shots were fired, we were pretty sure that was, but you're kind of not sure which side of the tree to stand on because wow. you're not sure where the shots are coming from. But everybody seemed to be congregating away from the third baseline behind uh, small buildings in the dugout. The people on the field, unfortunately, didn't have much of a chance because nobody could get to them and they couldn't get to us. And it was a wide open field and just no way to get to people like uh, Scalise and until the firing would stop. So at one point, it, it appeared the gun the gunman was, uh, I think he continued to reload. I probably heard 50, 60 shots. And then finally we heard a response, you know, from the Capitol Hill police. And we're actually very lucky they were there. They do a, a great job. These are, you know, brave men and women, and we were really lucky they were there. And uh, did you see anything happen between the Capitol Hill police or the security detail and the perpetrator? Did you see the perpetrator at all? I could see way in the distance, and everybody was saying he has a blue shirt on, but I could not see. The gun sounded like an AR-15 to most of us, and we couldn't see the gun, but it, it was a rifle. Um, one of the things that's really fortunate and probably why not everybody probably would have died except for the fact that the Capitol Hill police were there, and the only reason they were there is because we had a member of leadership on our team. Uh, 
if Scalise wouldn't have been on the team, unfortunately he was hit, and I, I hope he does well. But also by him being there, he probably saved everybody else's life mm. because if you don't have a leadership person there, there would have been no security there. Wow. Senator, how, how, how public is this practice, this congressional baseball practice, in terms of someone being there with a specific intent, a motive to shoot at people on a field, uh, the indication would be that he would know that there were members of Congress. There. So how how public is this practice? Is it announced? We had you practiced there earlier this week or before? We've been practicing. We've been practicing there for two months, and so people walk by all the time. People are friendly, and you know we live in a free and open country. And you know a lot of people think you know when I travel I've got security, and we're we're just like normal people. I go to the grocery store like a normal person. I buy my groceries. I go to the gas station and so we practice out there and we just we we live in a country where we hope there's not such hatred or craziness and mm. uh i don't know disappointing sad what do you know about what so, happened uh, with the Sen sorry go ahead joe that's right go ahead joe Senator, um, we, we have breaking news. Uh, the, the breaking news continues, and we're trying to piece it all together from, from the different sources. Uh, but it says that Steve Scalise and two Capitol police officers have been hurt. We had heard earlier that aides had, had been hurt. You talked about the two aides lying down mm -hmm. in the outfield. Did you see whether either one of those aides who were lying down, the one who stayed or the one who jumped over the fence, whether either uh, one of those two aides were shot? Uh, the one that made it over the fence with me got out, and we w were picked up by uh, a car driving by that had a congressional staffer who they knew of, and we jumped in the car and left the scene at that point. Um, the Capitol Hill police, from what my understanding is, uh, like I say, incredibly brave and probably saved the lives of everybody there. Had they not been there, it would have been a massacre. And, uh, cause there's no escaping a guy with a, you know, if he's got several hundred bullets and we had no weapons and no place to hide. So if he would have advanced on the, the rest of us, there would have been no chance. The only chance we had was that the shots were returned by the Capitol Hill police. For what I understand, they, they both were shot. I hope they are okay. Uh, but from what I understand, one was still protecting the scene after being shot. So. And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It's the 14th of June, year of our Lord, 2017. And as you just heard, unfortunately... This is a special edition of the show in reference to the Washington, D.C. shooter. The media hasn't come up with a name for it yet, because let's be honest, they don't come up for names for stuff like this. They don't sensationalize this. They don't do anything, because it's just another conservative person. We've documented over the last seven months, Trump supporters being beaten People divorcing people, breaking up, all that kind of stuff. You know, that's <clears throat> that's okay. You know, they, they, they don't have a problem with these things. They don't have a problem with Antifa burning down cities. They show them as people that don't like Trump, and then they try to blame Trump. So before I can even finish this very brief podcast today, you will see they're already doing it. All right? Already doing it. But before I get into it, I want you to hear Bernie Sanders just two days ago and Loretta Lynch from a while back. I want you to understand, I could play hundreds of these sound bites from the media, 
from Nancy Pelosi, who's playing nice today. Schumer, who has not said anything about his fellow congressman. Nothing. And all the media elites. All of them. All the resistance members. I could play them all. And they all sound a lot like this. Today in the White House, we have perhaps the worst and most dangerous president in the history of our country. And we also have, not to be forgotten, extreme right-wing leadership in the U.S. House and the U.S. Senate. Now, what I find particularly disgraceful about Trump is not just his reactionary economic, environmental, and social policies, or the fact that he lies all the time. What I find beyond belief is his incredible hypocrisy. This is a man who ran for president telling the people of this country that he was going to stand up for the working class. That he was going to stand up to the political and economic establishment. And then, then, once he got elected, and without a second's hesitation, he brings more billionaires into his administration than any president in history. Then four months in his, within his administration, he pushes some of the most destructive pieces of legislation in the modern history of our country. Mr. Trump, do not tell us that you are a friend of the working class when you propose to throw 23 million Americans off of health care. I know that this is a time of great fear and uncertainty for so many people. I know it's a time of concern for people who see our rights being assailed, being trampled on, and even being rolled back. I know that this is difficult, but I remind you that this has never been easy. We have always had to work to move this country forward to achieve the great ideals of our founding fathers. And it has been people, individuals, who have banded together, ordinary people who simply saw what needed to be done and came together and supported those ideals who have made the difference. They've marched. They've bled. Yes, some of them have died. This is hard. Every good thing is. We have done this before. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. That kind of rhetoric sums it up. We need to bleed in the street. We need to take them down. We need to step up the resistance. That was two days ago from Bernie Sanders. Two days ago. So what does one of his staffers do? This was an actual Bernie Sanders staffer. While he's marching with a tax the rich like Congress did for 70 years till Reagan's trickled down. We need 20 brackets, $20 million dollars. He goes out and shoots people. The government opened fire this morning. Republican congressman and staffers recently declared in a Facebook post that it's time to destroy Trump and company. The Q shooter, James, James T. Hodgkinson, 66, posted a link to a change.org petition in late March that included notation, Trump is a traitor. Trump has destroyed our democracy. It's time to destroy Trump and company. 
other things. I want Bernie to win the White House. Bernie is a progressive, while Hillary is a Republican light. Hodgkins from Belleville, Illinois. From Katie Tours' Facebook page, or a Twitter account, <clears throat> to which she did not say, pray for the GOP. I do not see pray for the GOP injured off any Democratic media member. None. They're just retweeting news reports. These were the groups he was with. And these are all allowed on Facebook. They're all just fine. Whereas we report all the time on this show, once again from the conservative independent perspective, how Facebook and Twitter, Google, Microsoft, Apple, quell Republican opinion. These sites are okay. Terminate the Republican Party. The road to hell is paved with Republicans. Donald Trump is not my president. Illinois burners united to resist Trump. Bernie Sanders site. Boycott the Republican Party. Expose Republican fraud. Terminate the Republican Party. He's from Belleville. They're local and I was going to play it. They actually were the first to do it and say it was one of our people. And, you know, he worked for Bernie Sanders. <coughs> he was on his local stuff. Now, understand, you know, Sanders didn't put him up to it. But as we'll see as we go through our usual fronts, because that's all we're doing today, this kind of rhetoric. Once again, whenever somebody conservative, and conservative, as we'll talk on the back end, who I used to consider a friend, but a guy I served with, they will link the KKK. Any attack in history is linked to them. That's the GOP's fault. The moment you do this, you hear eloquent repartee from people like Chris Tyrewald trying to say something about John Brown and how John Brown did stuff. And even though it was bad, you know, you know, slavery's bad, what he did was wrong. And he was, I guess, trying to equate what this man did is good for humanity, but wrong. I, I, I think that's what he was trying to say. But... I listened to two hours of uh, John Gibson today, and I think he summed it up well. Name an example of a politician being attacked by a conservative. You can't. You can find KKK shit, but that's not necessarily Republicans. That's like basically equating then for us, when I'm doing this argument, I'll take the side of the GOP. Well, then you get all the Black Panther shit, all of it. The weather underground. All that shit's yours. Because you you take the fringe off. So, for the sake of common sense, you take the fringe off. You sit there and tell me, other than Gabby Giffords getting attacked by an insane dude that never was proven to be a Republican, where do you have a totally sane person there's no history of mental health. Walk out and ask, as we're about to play in a bit, are these Democrats or Republican and then attack Republicans? Um, and flip it for Democrats. Can you show me one? I don't know of one. I just don't know of any. In the modern era. The left is spinning up all these fringe progressive sites trying to say, 
Right's been spewing hate forever. No, no, the right hasn't. Conservativism has not been saying kill Nancy Pelosi. But you have been saying kill Donald Trump. You have been saying all Republicans are going to die. This is normal Twitter verse language. Been going on since the election. So our tweets of the day, without any sound effects, because this is a horrible day, was this actually tweeted by a staff writer for the Atlantic, or is this a hoax? Van R. Newkirk the second from the Atlantic. Dear real Donald Trump, how many ways can we tell you to shut the fuck up and eat a burlap sack full of dicks? Nigga, with the A. He's a black man, he said it. That's just normal rhetoric every day now. Stephen Miller, Claire McCaskill and NBC, stop demonizing the other side. Party of Republicans are murdering people and murdering the planet. Get lost. She's allowed that airtime. MSNBC and CNN and NBC and ABC, they're, they're all spinning it. They're spinning it. Just a while back, Kane, Democrats have to fight in the streets against Trump. Those are his actual words. But then you find people like Lauren Duca. This country is so very broken. Maybe try being thoughtful and just instead of contributing to the toxic bullshit. Just a suggestion. This is the person who just hoped Trump would die in a plane crash and tweeted Tucker Carlson with a plane crash and flips off the camera. Every photo is flipping people off. Instantly on the left instantly within an hour of me even knowing this happened Trump repeals rule designed to block gun sales to certain mentally ill people that's Alyssa Milano by the way none of these people pray for the fallen pray, none of that shit they don't even do it they don't do it because they don't care Heather Jones 333 the DC shooter asked if they were Republicans or Democrats they are Republicans. When will the hate end? This is a wake-up call for people. And I think she's right. A tweet that'll get me to play something. Shaken but okay. Gunman was there to kill as many Republican members as possible. Grateful to Capitol Hill police. All he can say right now. Which is all you can get out of Schumer and everybody else. So here's actually a tweet of the gentleman... This is an eyewitness. I know for you progressive people who are upset they didn't aim good enough and they want to get more training so they can get better at that. And that, that's out to you, Patrick. Yeah, you can get better training. You can go train them to kill people you don't agree with. Th this is an eyewitness. This is what this guy said doing this for you know however many weeks the game's tomorrow night and um i actually left a little early probably about a couple minutes before this all happened and as i was getting into the car with one of my colleagues jeff duncan there was a guy that walked up to us that was asking whether there was republicans or democrats out there and it was just a little odd and then he kind of walked towards uh, the area where all this happened so we've we've told the police that was he and carrying anything 
He was not carrying anything um, at the time, um, but from where the shots were, I would think that that would have probably been staged because there was no one that was obviously walking around with a rifle um, at the time. But it was just a little odd that he kind right. of really you know, walked up to us to ask um, and then went ahead, and um, I, I probably it was probably like three minutes, five minutes after we pulled out of the parking lot. Um, what time did you leave, Congressman? Because according to Brett Baer, uh, the shooting started this morning at 7.15, the gunman with a rifle. We, we left it uh, probably no later than 7.10. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was personally out there. He took him serious. He took you serious, Bernie. Mr. Beagle Man, you mean this group of people attacking rally attendees, rioting and calling for assassinations and overthrow might be capable of violence? He was tweeting to a liberal news site that I had no choice. But to actually say this guy was a lefty. They were looking for the white guy angle. Now they're spinning the gun angle. But they had to report it. But the tweet of the day goes to trawling troll. Marches become riots. Riots become shooting. Hashtag resist equals enemy. This is a response to Joe Walsh. No Trump supporter whatsoever. But a conservative. Today's shooter was a hardcore lefty, a big Bernie fan. Too much, too much hate on the left. Way too much. It's dangerous. And that's true. It's dangerous. You can't think you keep on telling people to take to the street and there'll be blood, but we gotta fight for what we want. You need to fight Trump in the street. Doesn't make Antifa members and people like Madonna and the rest of their ilk on hashtag March for Equality, Women's March, literally not think it's okay to say we should blow up the White House. The media doesn't say anything. They agree the White House should be blown up. There's a Republican in it. The next are hate tweets, but I can't even call them hey, hate. It's beyond hate. This is now documented beyond, this is a mental illness for a lot of people on the left. They no longer like their fellow Americans because they don't agree with them. They no longer understand that America is a diverse country full of a whole bunch of different ideas and ideals and not everybody thinks the same. For them, there is only one way, their way. And if you don't agree with that, if you don't think you should have free health care for all and you need to pay for me and everything, you must be exterminated. You're a bad person. Or they do like Sean King and identify everything as identity politics. Even this incident. In a six-tweet rant, I'd like to take a quick second to break something down regarding this awful shooting in Alexandria, Virginia. Had the shooter been black or Muslim or immigrant, few people would spend time parsing if they were also conservative or liberal. But the shooter, believed to be 66-year-old James Hotskin, was white. Notice, though, the nuanced treatment he receives from whites. Instead of the white people in general taking the heat for James Hodgkinson, he's almost instantly being called a liberal radical. But when a Muslim does what James Hodgkinson just did, the prevailing white discourse is not to talk about the type of Muslim he is. Not. If a Muslim shot a congressman today, it would be called a terrorist attack. Islam itself would be widely condemned and blamed. But I continue to say that America wants to drastically reduce mass shootings by way of a human ban 
white men must be banned first. Of course, I'm against banning any group of people, but factually speaking, banning white men would drastically reduce mass shootings. Yeah, he's a reporter dude. He's that white guy that thinks he's black. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. I've heard no outrage. You won't lead the news like Sandra Fluke incident did. General, general deplorable. This was an inside hit job. Who had knowledge of this baseball practice at 6.30 in D.C.? Someone told this random shooter. Could be true. Don't know. I put it in the hate because really, on a day like today, do you really need to have conspiracy theories? Really? But then we get to the good shit. Rooster. Good for the DC shooter. Don't let your dreams be memes. That's actually a lefty. That's what he tweeted. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, that's freaking fun. Fantastic. Tariq Nasheed. Decided to say, uh, so Representative Steve Scalisi, who once spoke at a white supremacist event sponsored by David Duke, was shot today in Alexandria. Yeah, it's okay he got shot. I checked Snopes on that, it's false. He actually didn't. But you know, it's okay. They're Republicans, fuck them. Let them die. Right, progressives? Fuck them. Joy Reid, most of the MSDNC people are very quiet today. They just did retweets. Richard W. Painter, congressman shot in Virginia by a gunman from Illinois because of New York elites and play in Central Park. Hello, Ponus. Are you there? Tariq Nasheed then retweeted, here's a tweet I made about Representative Steve Scalisi three years ago. So white supremacist organization supporter Steve Scalisi has found black support, Mia Love. Yeah. You're going to find either identity politics or fuck them, let them bleed. And, And these are media people. We'll get into just the regular Joes. Those regular hashtag resist people. Yeah, this is them. Malcolm Harris. If the shooter has a serious health condition, then it's taking pot shots at the GOP House leadership considered self-defense. Yeah, because it's funny, right? It's funny. Just make jokes. Let's make a political point. Leon Trotsky. Police stop middle-aged white man with a gun in Alexandria. When will the ban of on them people... People come from White House. Second Amendment supporter, love karma. Alexandria is a direct result of Scalise's vote and teabagging beliefs. Love karma. This is what you vote for Trumpsters. No whining. Represent Scalia got exactly what he votes for. Bummer or karma. Either way, good for him. Before I get all weepy about Alexandria, I'd like to know the NRA and gun control record of these politicians. Often, we reap what we sow. That's four. 
Charles Oakey. Well, that KKK fucker deserved it. Yeah. It's okay. Technology writer, Walt is frozen. His little statement was, we have a silver lining if the shooter was indeed targeting Republicans specifically. His name's Greg. Republicans didn't do shit that Gabby Giffords was shot or when 20 children were murdered in Newton. Can't be surprised that the country that shrugs at every mass shooting, some nut would gun, would finally target GOP politicians. This isn't some unknown statistic either. The people whose lives are threatened by GOP know exactly who they are. It seems callous to say it aloud, but Republicans are pushing a health care bill that will kill people as dead as any shooting victim. Another guy, Restless News. NRA Tea Party congressman shot at Virginia Park while well, glad to hear everyone is okay. Let's take a look at closer look at the definition of karma. Lynn Yoff, wonder if GOP Finney talk gun control now that Scalia was shot by an AR-15. CT, I serve drinks is his handle. If Sandy Hook didn't make those NRA whores, aka Republicans, do anything, this won't either. Resistance zone. Good thing Representative Steve Scalise works in government, otherwise the bullet wound wouldn't be covered under GOP mean AHCA Trump care bill. They got that all in 140 characters. Cal Drago. Good thing members of Congress have great health care, so Scalise won't have to worry about going to bankrupt because of hefty medical bills. Joe Quint. Steve Scalise was shot in the hip, and Alexandra, it's as if karma literally bit him in the ass. Blacking 666. Oh, I forgot the underscore 666. I don't care nothing about the shooting in Alexandria. Oh, well, karma, my people are gunned down all the time by raised soldiers. DP consultants. This is a business. Too bad about the GOP Scalisi not being hurt worse. GOP should blame themselves. They're trying to strip health care for millions of us. And then, you know, if it's just not good enough that this guy is a Republican, he was one, as we'll see in the, the hypocrisy in a second, you know, he was one of the first supporters of Trump. No, we're going to go after his kid. Baron Trump is just a little boy. Let me ask you something. If you could go back in time and murder 11-year-old Hitler, a little boy would do, wouldn't it? It's blacked out, so I can't see who it was. African-American woman. Founder Daily Coast. Republicans are getting what they want. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's nice. And I could add to it a friend, who I thought a friend. I'll read my post in a second, but this was the reply from, we'll just call him Patrick. The right has been spewing hate and violence for years. Hate crimes are at all-time high. There's actually no proof of that, but that's okay. There's no excuse for the violence that was done today. However, you reap what you sow. Did you guys think we wouldn't arm ourselves and start training? All over the internet, I have found him saying we're going to train some more. 
He's a socialist. He loved Bernie. That's a guy I served with. Which makes me wonder, why the fuck did he serve? If that's what you think about the country. Your fellow Americans. Our argument devolved to me saying, I'm a podcaster. I'm a conservative independent. I'm calling out bias like I've never seen. And I'm calling out rhetoric that sure enough is worse than anything you saw with Obama. Questioning his religion and his birthplace is a lot different than the litany of people calling for assassination in the mainstream media where they think it's okay. If Fox would have as many articles as I've showed on this show from progressives saying, kill the president, do you think they'd still be on the air? Anybody out there? I argued with somebody the other day who said, well, people lynched Obama. People lynched Bush, Reagan, Clinton, Ford, Carter. Fucking name a president that wasn't lynched in a mob at some protest. But they have the special, oh, he was black, it's different. No, it's not. People called Obama a monkey. They called Bush a chimpanzee and a monkey and an ape and all sorts of stuff. They called Trump the orange orangutan. There's a huge difference between that. And once again, if you're going to talk about hate crime, every week I show hate crime for Muslims that you all defend. Every week I show hate crime against Trump supporters. It's hate. And guess what? One of your people just did a hate crime on somebody who happened to be GOP. They went there to get GOP people. That's a hate crime. Won't be classified that way because he was white. Funny how those laws somehow don't, you know, equate just hate. Even though you could argue all day, and I've, I've done it on the show, that all crimes hate. So what are you fucking saying? Is there a higher level of hate? So Pelosi and our hypocrisy comes out, and she decides to grandstand. Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi released the following statement. This morning, the U.S. Congress suffered a despicable and cowardly attack. My thoughts and prayers with Whip Stephen Scalise and other wounded Capitol Police staff and their families. We're profoundly grateful for the heroism of the Capitol Police, whose bravery under fire undoubtedly saved countless lives on days like today. There are no Democrats or Republicans, only Americans. She then urged all members of both parties to use this occasion as one that brings us together and not separates us further. How many audio bites have I played on this show where she has said he's the most dangerous, hateful, xenophobic, homophobic, sexist, transphobic? Yeah, we need to work together now. Okay, Nancy. Schumer... Always so grateful for U.S. Capitol Police officers. The bravery saved lives in VA this morning. Thank you. Saddened by the news of shooting in VA this a.m. Thoughts and prayers for Scalisi and others injured in hope for a speedy recovery. So I was wrong. He did say something. I didn't see that one. But this is the top 
This is the rhetoric, the childishness that sums up why we're here. I want to thank everybody for coming. I just thought we'd go around the room. Lucy, how'd we do on the Sunday show yesterday? Your tone was perfect. You were right on message. Michelle, how'd my hair look coming out of the gym this morning? You have great hair. Nobody has better you hair know, than before you. Before we go any further, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity and blessing to serve your agenda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's that's professional. You know, it struck me while I was watching this stuff today. If Democrats were so awesome, how the fuck they lose a thousand seats? If their ideas were so great for America, how did they lose a thousand seats? How did they lose the presidency? If they are so above everything and so perfect for humanity, and they're the only people that care about America. That's their rhetoric. That's all they got. Childish bullshit making fun on the other side. That's where we're at. You've tried Russiagate. It didn't work. You won't recluse your people, but everybody on the right has to recluse themselves themselves from all investigations. You've carried on bullshit. You've tried obstruction. That didn't work. You tried to demean the president and say that he lied about not being under investigation and he wasn't under investigation. And now we're making fun of a meeting. The media did it. And and I think it's perfect moments like this. Do you see yourself? Chuck Schumerdings, that's the top of his Twitter feed. His two little bullshit tweets underneath it. None of it which said we need to unite, watch our rancor. Maybe we as Democrats need to think for a while. David Axelrod did that, which surprised me. But not Chuck Schumer. He's got this horse shit. Something like a kid running for school president would put up on his Twitter feed. That's where you're at, Democrats. That's why guys like me don't vote for you. You're fucking childish. You're just outright childish. And you don't have the best ideas. Your ideas is everybody who's working pay for people that aren't working. Which makes guys like me go, fuck that. Your ideas are that I have to pay for everybody's abortion. I don't believe in abortion. I don't want to restrict your abortion. I don't give a fuck if you have a hundred abortions. I don't want to pay for it. Then I damn sure don't want to pay for it when the baby's crowning. Like you do. And Hillary Rodham Clinton did. And those are all platforms. Those, this isn't like an ideal where I want women in the fucking kitchen making pie. This is, I don't want to pay for your bullshit. I don't want singer, single pair. I don't want every immigrant to come in here without screaming, screening. I do not believe we should not have travel bans in certain areas. Cause there's bad dudes out there. Hey, Patrick, do you remember those bad dudes? You fought them. They're still over there. I don't want that. If that's all you fucking didn't have to offer me, I probably wouldn't have voted for Trump. But all you had was, you're useless and a piece of shit because you don't want to be gay or chop your dick off and make it a vagina and you don't want to have abortions every day. You're just a fucking piece of shit because you happen to disagree with me. That's the level of rancor. That's the level of rhetoric. And now we spend seven months where I'm an evil person because I voted for Trump. Because I couldn't vote for your candidate. And I couldn't have voted for Bernie. He's a socialist. I'm not a socialist. 
I don't believe I am essentially my brother's keeper while he sits on his fucking ass. I don't believe in that ethos. But I don't do anything to stop it. You can go sit on your ass, take freebies. I don't give a fuck. I just don't think everybody should do it. I think 95 million people not in the workforce is dangerous for the safety net. Another reporter. We already covered Malcolm Harris. This is another one. Nope, nope, nope. You can't use respect human life to defend the GOP. That's bad math. Yeah. All these people. Hallelujah. The ancestors. I've been saying this, sister. You reap what you sow. That's off treat of seeds. Those are all. All of them. Reporters. Ezra Klein for Vox read numerous Trump needs to die. Basically, is the implication articles from there. Um, our history in the Gifford shooting a few years back is a reminder of how bad it can get and how quickly it can get there. It's easy to forget what a blessing it is to live in a country where politics rarely leads to violence and how fragile that blessing is. See, I would totally buy that if we're not having people calling for violence. You need to fight them in the street. The vice president, the vice presidential nomination for the Democratic Party. Exact words. Exact words. Two days ago, you need to step the resistance up. Barney, Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton. The media. Because remember, we prove it on the show with the Tea Party protests at Obama. They're all racist fucking pieces of shit with no airtime. The Women's March was simulcast with the motherfuckers and burn up the White House. Blow up the White House. It was all good. They were brave. David Fromm, who's so anti-Trump, he now is anti-gun and anti-everything is very interesting. Virginia, no background checks, no licensing, no registration, no permit required for concealed carry of long guns, open carry, long guns, and handguns. All that's false. There is background checks. There's background checks. Very few states in the union have long gun restrictions, folks. I can sell my gun in Tennessee. My first AR was sold to me and a guy in Tennessee. It's illegal. It's a hunting rifle. That's how it's classified. You classify it as assault rifle with all these crazy people. My wife owns one for fuck's sake, so it can't be that scary. Drew responded to him, blood's still on the ground, David. Virginia has background checks. Unless you are 10 feet tall with four pockets, you're not concealing a rifle. Thank you very much. George Romos, so Congress will meet soon and vote on a gun control proposal to stop shootings, massacres, and keep us all safe, right? Fuck yourself, Romos. Go back to your country. Why do you fucking care about America so much? Haley McMillan, another reporter, it's wild that calling for meaningful discussion on how to reduce gun violence after gun violence occurs is a partisan thing to do. Wolf Blitzer, just because someone asked if there were Republicans or Democrats on the field doesn't mean he was the shooter. It could have been an innocent question. Here's our media mass with CNN, MSDNC, Blitzer, all of them. This is throughout the day. 
the next podcast on Saturday, I'll have better bites, but they were spinning, 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 spinning. James Hodgkinson, the 66-year-old shooter, uh, describing some of his political, perhaps, motivations. Listen to this. I just want to let people know that he wasn't evil, that he was, I guess, tired of some of the politics that are going on. That's what we just heard. Tom, you mentioned that there are reports that this gunman may be in, in custody. Uh, is this an area that's on lockdown right now? Do they believe this, this is a gunman who acted alone? Do they think perhaps uh, that, that he might be part of, of something larger? And again, the caveat here being that, that this is very early and all of this information is, of course, preliminary. Yeah, Craig, there is so much police activity in this area. Uh, I'm still not able to get right up to the scene itself. I'm a couple of blocks away. And as you would expect, with this much police activity there, the streets are a bit uh, locked down at the moment, difficult to get in close. So I can't answer your question as to whether they think other players might be involved here. But uh, we do have a report that at least one gunman may be in custody at this point. There are also members of Congress tweeting out updates on themselves and reporting that multiple shots were fired and that uh, uh, one report has it that a rifle was involved uh, in the shooting, but we don't have that independently and, confirmed. And Tom, sorry to interrupt you, but NBC has now confirmed that Steve Scalise, who is the Republican whip, a, a congressman in leadership in the United States Congress, was among those who was shot. Unclear on what his condition is at the moment. Clint, I want to talk about, and again, we don't know what type of gun that was used, but given the amount of shots that were fired, we have heard uh, a rifle, possibly a semi-automatic. How difficult is it to get a weapon like this? Uh, it's not difficult at all. Uh, depending on what state you're based in, there, there are slightly different rules in terms of gun ownership, but you can acquire one you know, within a day sometimes, or even two to three days if there are some restrictions out there. So it's not difficult to, to acquire or move these weapons, nor is it difficult to get the ammunition for it. We, we have very loose gun laws around uh, rifles, uh, semi-automatic rifles, whatever it might be. And, and when we... Now I want you to think back to Gabby Gifford and all of them. Did you ever hear a defense of the shooter? Did you? And it, right after the shooting, did you hear guns automatically? It was, what are we going to do about the right-wing rhetoric? Remember, Sarah Palin during the Tucson shooting literally was blamed because they had targets on top of congressional districts. Anybody that's listened to my show knows I can't stand Sarah Palin. But I, I, I have no choice but to point out hypocrisy. That's what I can't stand about the media. The sole purpose of the show was that we have a liberal media that only covers one side of the story. Only poll pushes pro-abortion, not pro-life. Only pushes gay marriage, not traditional marriage. Only pushes Black Lives Matter, not, hey, those fucking cops are getting fucked with all the time. Only pushes fringe. And when their side does something wrong, like, Bill Maher saying the N-word. Alec Baldwin calling somebody a bitch. Madonna saying blow up the White House. Laura Duca hoping the president's airplane will crash. CNN joking about the airplane crashing. CNN faking Muslim, pro-Muslim videos to say Muslims are fighting against Islam, which is a fucking lie. They, they don't want to push that. So that's why I started a podcast. 
And being that I fought in wars, it was hard for me to vote a Democrat who didn't even want to give me money. Who during the war were trying to impeach the last Republican president. That's all they want to do. They lose the election. They lose the House. They lose the Senate. They play these games. It's hard for me to align with a party like that. I don't align with the GOP, but I can't align with the Democrats. Because even though I believe what they do, their rhetoric's horrible. So to have the stats of the day, this tweet right here, YDS at UGA, this is a fucking school club. Literally promoted by a professor. House Republicans should be lined up and shot. This is absolutely outrageous. House Republicans should not be shot. They should be guillotined. All over the ACHA. That's the rhetoric. People protested Obamacare. They didn't say all the Democratic politicians should be killed. People protested Obamacare. They never said those people supporting Obama should be killed beaten, have urine thrown on, spit, have their towns destroyed. None of that ever happened. I don't care what fucking crazy website you go to or how much you spin or when you want to do the Obama and bring back the Crusades to defend Muslims. So now I see a lot of shit on the internet. We're bringing back the KKK and labeling anybody white and anybody conservative with the KKK. And I don't know how many fucking times today I heard the word Dylan fucking Roof. Dylan Roof wasn't a Republican. Dylan Roof was a racist. You've never seen this. You've never seen this. You've never seen the media ignore it. This is the first time other than when the woman got egged violently in San Jose wearing a Trump jersey, that the media had to show it. Or else this too would have been buried. I also want to make sure that as we go through this journey of the media defending and trying to make this a white guy thing, like Tariq, and the rest of the race-baiting industry. Mark Walker says gunmen targeted congressional baseball practices to kill as many Republican members as possible. We played it. That's the facts. He was going after Republicans. I want you all to remember additionally that during the Tucson, Arizona shooting of Gabby Giffords, 8 to 1 margin, media linked conservative speech to Tucson shooting. 82%. I'm about to show you that just this very day, the New York Times, the paper of record, the source of all your news on our media, all your faux Russian scandal news that was all proven false, 
had three articles to defend the Caesar and the New York Shakespeare in the park. Three. Three of them. They think that's okay. The Huffington Post, almost some notably, notably hateful rants, like the ex-Washington Post writer, who said, unlike George W. Bush, you could argue that even the world's worst fascist dictators, at least meant well, has a line contributor can cross. On Sunday night, it was a notion of executing President Trump for treason, and a cast of accessories including Steve Bannon, Kellyanne Conway, Fitzpatrick, the Vice President, Senate Majority Leader, and the Speaker of the House. The unhinged HuffPo contributor was Jason Fuller, who proclaimed he opposes extremism in politics. I live in a small American town and work a low-wage job. I've seen the best and worst of society in America and am constantly speaking out to try and bring about change. Many of my tweets and blogs are critical of what I see as erosion of civil liberties and freedom, as well as bullying and extremism. Not only says this post from the Huffington Post contributor platform is no longer available, but his screed was this. This was 6-11, a day before Bernie Sanders said, take to the streets, fight Trump more. Impeachment is no longer enough. Donald Trump must face justice. Impeachment and removal from office are the only the first steps for America to be redeemed. Donald Trump must be prosecuted for treason, and if convicted in a court of law, executed. Fuller didn't actually need the strongest evidence. This, there is very little doubt left that Trump and his team colluded with the members of the Russian government to try and rig the election in his favor, or even if the Russians did not outright hack the voting process itself, while we may not yet have 100% incontrovertible proof of this collusion, the administration attempts to hide previous contacts with Russia, their willingness to blatantly lie about the communications, and the contents of Trump's meeting with former FBI Director Comey are all incriminating on their own. All that's false. But once again, if you repeat a lie enough, it becomes fact. That's what the left's doing, and that's what the media's doing. doesn't matter that every time they bring somebody on, they say there is no proof. There is no smoking gun. And now, 13 months of investigation. He also said proclaiming war on ISIS is also treasonous. That Trump fails to recognize how much he is assisting ISIS with his rhetoric or simply does not care, is a subject for debate, but it is a fact which he cannot dispute. By choosing to ignore this fact, he is aiding the greatest foreign adversary in the modern world, and therefore committing another act of treason. Barack Hussein Obama watched. Watched. ISIS form. Called him the JV. Drew red lines in Syria. So attacking them as... Okay. Then Fuller gets to the execution of the accessories. The same argument can also apply to top-ranking White House Republican aides, including but likely not limited to Steve Bannon, Kellyanne Conway, Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan, and Vice President Pence. While they may not be participating quite as directly as Trump himself, the fact that they support his agenda and are helping to protect him means that they are accessories and are thus all committing acts of treason. Also must face justice. 
Much has been made of the possibility of impeaching Trump, but this will not happen as long as Republicans maintain control of Congress. However, Trump's impeachment and removal from office are no longer enough. Draining the swamp means not only ejecting Trump from the presidency, but also bringing him and everyone assisting him on charges of treason. They must be convicted. There's little room to doubt their guilt. And then upon being guilty verdicts, they must all be executed under the law. Anything less than capital punishment or at least life imprisonment without parole in a maximum security detention facility would send another message to the world that America has lost its moral compass. The article goes, the real question at this point, is HuffPo going to keep publishing this wacko? Fuller's piece is still posted at Medium, and he tweeted it out before it was taken down from HuffPo. Jason Fuller. Don't forget my latest blog and share it if you agree that Trump and his cohorts must be brought to justice. 421 AM, 12 June 2017. Very interesting you put this diatribe out at 421 AM, kind of like when Trump does his shit, and that's what the left keeps talking about. Understand, I wouldn't even mention this because it's so common now with Trump. So common. But this was the same rhetoric on Bush. Tell me when a major newspaper, because remember, Huffington Post is no longer Huffington Post. It is a news machine. Arianda Huffington is gone. Printed Barack Hussein Obama must be executed. So should Valerie Jarrett, Nancy Pelosi, and Harry Reid. Name it once, Patrick. Once. Yeah, I'm calling out a Facebook person today. It's the first time I've done it on the show. Just once. Show me. A major paper. This kind of rhetoric's been out there forever. This kind of rhetoric has been out there forever. They not only believe that he is wrong for America, even though the majority electorally elected him. They believe he's he's treasonous. They think he should be executed. They are exactly what I joked about on the show, jerking off to Kathy Griffin's picture. His beheaded head is what they want. That's the rhetoric of the resistance. That's what Oberman espouses. That's what all of them espouse. They believe this. They have gone beyond, you can disagree with my viewpoint and still be an American, to you cannot disagree with my viewpoint. We will arm ourselves and take you out because you voted for them. And to the New York Times, a Trumpian Caesar, Shakespeare, Shakespeare would approve. This was yesterday. As long as politicians resemble Caesar and as long as their opponents seek to justify their overthrow, Julius Caesar will continue to matter. It's too bad Delta Airlines and Bank of America don't see it that way. In the wake of the fierce criticism of current Manhattan production of the play, which opened Monday night at Central Park's Delacorte Theater as part of the public theater's free Shakespeare in the Park Festival, They withdrew their financial support. Why? Because the production features distinctly Trumpian Caesar down to his golden bathtub. 
But to assume, as critics attacking the play seem to have done, I suspect without even seeing more than a photograph that the Central Park production is simply anti-Caesar ignores the nuance of director Oscar Eustace's vision. Anyone who sits through the final scene will see the consequences of deposing the tyrant. The brutal brutality of the victors, Antony and Octavius, is far worse than that of Caesar. This production for which I served as a consultant makes it clear that the conspiracy, however well-intended, will destroy the possibilities of democracy in the West for 2,000 years. I write this on a day which President Vladimir Putin of Russia, because remember, you can't have an article without Trump unless you put Russia in. If we could go back to 2008 and find the Ezra Kleins and all these big, you know, political reporters all over the place, probably Chuck Todd too, and they had their little website where they said every time somebody says something about Trump, you must call him a race, or Obama, you must call him a racist, as we proved on the show, was actually real. There's one now. They've all worked out, you must put Russia in your article. You must not let the American people not hear Russia 45 fucking thousand times a day. To the article, Vladimir Putin of Russia ordered the arrest of protesters, many of them just teenagers who dared to articulate their political opposition to him, a scene that is eerily anticipated at the opening of Julius Caesar in Central Park. It is the mark of a tolerant society that we don't try to shut down the expression of words or viewpoints that some might find disagreeable, least of all Shakespeare, whose works well all we all share, whose words, whose works we all share. That wasn't enough. How outrage built over Shakespearean depiction of Trump, Michael Paulson on the 12th, et to Delta on the 12th. Three articles. I never saw an article, the building concern over transgender bathrooms. The building outrage over the Obama education-directed bathroom bills. Like I covered on the show, where Georgia schools went to their city schools and went fucking crazy to the school board. Never saw that. But of course, this is liberal think. This is what they did with Kathy Griffin. A rodeo clown wearing Obama's mask is racist, Disrespectful to the office of the presidency and un-American, chopping the fucking president who we don't like's head off, that's okey fucking dokey, because we call it art and free speech. Saying Obama was a horrible president still gets you, by the Social Justice Warrior Network, destroyed your racist. You're a xenophobe. You hate Muslims. Even though I've never called him a Muslim. I've questioned his linking to Muslim on this show. He defends a religion a little hard. That's all I've ever said. That's the facts, my friends. That's the facts. That's where we're at. This rhetoric has been building and building and building. The media has been supporting it. The media has said, hey... It's okay. It's free speech. It's this. It's that. CNN, HuffPo got massive articles. None of this ever, ever, ever referenced 
Well, maybe the rhetoric's bad and Democrats need to take it off. You know, I heard Bernie Sanders say this. I listened to CNN for two hours today and then a half an hour driving home. They were talking to Republicans. Well, how are we going to unite the country? I don't know is what I would have said. I just don't know how you unite the country. Because it isn't the right who's throwing piss on people. It isn't the right who's calling for the impeachment of the president a month in. It isn't the right that fought every way they could so he couldn't even get not, he couldn't even get sworn in. It's the left that did it in 2000. It's the left that did it right now. It's the left that's called for the impeachment of every Republican president in my lifetime. Showed it on the show. It's an interesting fact. So I put this on Facebook. And so it begins. The media and the extremist stream left continuing with their this time rhetoric. Now crazy is shooting at Republicans. Attaches a picture of the shooter's Facebook page and the alt-left sites he follows. So that's not me jumping the shark. He's a Bernie supporter, a Trump hater, and in the end, a progressive, not a hateful Christian alt-right extremist. I've documented on my podcast dozens of incidents of Trump supporters getting harassed and beat. Just recently, Antifa throwing piss on pro-Trump supporters. The media blamed Trump. Now who will they blame? I can answer this because I wrote this this morning. Guns. Now what are we going to do as a country? Try to ban guns. Do we continue with you didn't vote my way so I can beat you, shoot you? As Patrick said, yeah. Do we continue with our partisan rhetoric? Oh, it's even worse. I just showed you. In the end, this was bound to happen, yet the media will spin it. The Democrat politicians will blame white guys and our guns and call for gun control, and none will fix the problem. End game. No one shot at people when Obama won. No one shot at anyone when Obama won again. And I can't remember anyone shooting, protesting, burning stuff down when a Democrat president won election in my lifetime. It is a mirror time for the resistance. And by that, the liberal media, all of them, and those who are still protesting an election that happened six months ago, it is time for you to accept that sometimes your beliefs are not all Americans and your candidates don't always win. I'm an independent. None of mine win. And I don't demean people, divorce people, break up relationships with my family, burn stuff, protest and say the White House should be blown up. I accept it and go back to my life. Maybe some of you fly under the Antifa flag and the resist fist need to go back to your life for this is not what America is nor what America has ever been. Peaceful transfer of power still has not occurred. Now will you understand and accept that powerful rhetoric gets you crazy people shooting your opposition. But go to Twitter today and say the same, but on Twitter, the far left is partying over this. This is what the true resistant wanted all along. They are upset it wasn't the POTUS. And it's a sad day for America. Doug Ross had another interesting article. A mass shooting isn't surprising given the mainstreaming of political violence by Democrat extremists. It's shocking but not altogether surprising that a mass shooter occurred during a Republican congressional sports outing. 
Senator Rand Paul observed the volley of 50 or 60 shots so that a massacre had been narrowly averted. If the majority whip Steve Scalise's security detail had not been president, Paul said it would have been a slaughter. I do believe that without the Capitol Police, it would have been a massacre. We had no defense. This attempted mass shooting isn't surprising given the mainstream of political violence by Democrat extremists. There's a rhetoric from academia. They should be lined up and shot, Professor John Griffin posted to his Facebook, according to a screenshot of a post obtained by Campus Reform, even clarifying that he wasn't being hyperbolic, saying, that's not hyperbolic, blood is on their hands. There's the theater. Killing Republicans. A funhouse philosophers, philosophers production, I think is what it says, it's a flyer. He also has Shakespeare in the Park. There's Hollywood. There's a fascist group laughing called Antifa. Hollywood was just Kathy Griffin again. There's Newsweek writer Kurt Eichenwald wants innocent people to suffer and die in order to prove a point. Eichenwald said on Twitter Friday night that he hopes every Republican who voted in favor of the American Health Care Act on Thursday sees a family member come down with serious long-term illness and lose their insurance before dying. When challenged, Eichenwald doubled down. I want them to be tortured, he said. A Republican supported the AHCA, he added. I want the Republicans who support this to feel the pain in their own families. If they bring a knife to a fight, we bring a gun, Obama told the audience. Because from what I understand, folks in Philly like to good brawl. I've seen Eagles fans. At a campaign stop on September 18, 2008, Obama advocated that his supporter argue with people, get in their faces. During the town hall meeting protest of the summer of 2009, Senior White House Advisor David Axelrod, Axelrod and Deputy Chief of Staff Jim Messina told Democrat senators, if you get hit, we will punch twice as hard. Dave Winner Maybe the president should negotiate. Okay, we'll get rid of the ACA and the law that makes it illegal to murder Republicans. That's a tweet. It turns out the shooter was a Bernie bro. The leaders of the Democratic Party need to speak out against this violent rhetoric. They haven't. If they fail to do so, it speaks volume about how radical and anti-American the party has become. I hate this day because it makes me so sad for my country. I hate this day because I said this was coming on the show. It's just been slowly simmering and billowing up. And I hate that I have confirmed the fact that there were people that after this incident would instantly say they had it coming. Or in the words of Patrick, you think we were just not going to get guns and get some training? You. You. When two combat vets who serve together have that happen on their Facebook, why don't directly talk to anybody? I say a group of people need to look in a fucking mirror. And that tribalism comes out. And then I see it all over Twitter. And I see it everywhere. 
It's scary. Because after this election, just like in 2000, but 10 times more vitriolic, the left no longer sees it as politics. The left believes if they don't win, they need to take it any way they can. Any means necessary now means you and I. As this incident broke out, I was so concerned because of what I was reading on the internet. Called my wife and told her to take every political sticker off her Jeep. She had a no Hillary sticker. She wanted it. And a pro-gun sticker. And then she worried, we have military license plates. Is that a problem? One of the first questions I heard on CNN was a reporter, did he have military experience? Because remember, the left thinks we're all cuckoo. We're terrorists, as the Obama administration so eloquently put into their checklist of people to watch. Anyone today who thinks this was okay, that Republicans had it coming, you're wrong. You're un-American. You're everything that this country isn't about. We were formed on the belief that you could stand in a square and scream at the top of your lungs what you believed, and that was freedom of speech. But as I outlined during this election, the left no longer sees that as freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is only things they agree with. And I don't mean all lefties. I just mean this far, militant, extreme, antifa, resistance crowd. That's not America. Shooting people because you don't agree with them is not America. Every time your party loses, everybody must be executed is not America. Yet I just showed you that's just normal. That's that's normal speak on the left. And people will say, well, this was happened during Obama. I, I I'm sorry. I, I was all over the internet. I, I never saw people say everybody in Obama's cabinet must be killed and have it printed on a major newspaper. I never saw that. I never saw people do plays where they executed Obama. There was one show of Caesar as Obama, but it was portrayed as the fall of his great presidency, and they knew that he was leaving. It was a totally different connotation of Caesar. It was not him being killed. It was the dream being killed. But every time a Republican president's here, this is what we have. I really think both parties need to look at what they're saying. But if we just go Hillary Clinton's campaign to right now, the resistance really needs to look at themselves. And if you're a member of the resistance, just because you hate Trump, 
and you're not out there today squashing people who are saying, good, I hope his family dies because he passed a bill, and you think that's proper conduct? That's American conduct? It really makes me wonder about you. This should never have happened. This should never have happened. But I said it was gonna. And I know Rush Limbaugh was out there the other day saying this is a... Anybody's listening to this podcast the whole time, I said this stuff's gonna keep wrapping up. We're gonna have crazy fucking people start shooting people. I said it. It's just gonna happen. It's that rhetoric. Dylan Roof just didn't pick up a gun. He was crazy, and he was with a bunch of extremists that were going after a race, not a goddamn political party. This was a political party attack. That's a new one in my lifetime. Seriously, folks. This is a sad day for America. The media and Democrats better look at themselves and really start looking at what everybody else is seeing. I don't go to Breibart. I don't go to Daily Caller. All I have to do is open up Twitter and search. Today, everything you have is brought to you by Alexandria... Virginia shooting. That's what I found. People out saying, fuck them. Fuck them. Going to every media member's site and seeing what they tweeted. And it's remarkable that everybody on CNN and MSDNC, there was nothing about, I pray for the wounded. This is a sad day for America. It was, Virginia doesn't have background checks. A total lie. So I don't have a fancy statement to close this out. I don't have anything to say other than we as a country really need to look at ourselves. And if this is where our politics are, there's no better time in the world for a third party to start. There's no better time in the world for a third party to come and save this country. Because if this is what we're going to do, I keep saying it, this is the benchmark, lefties. This is where we're at. There's a plenty, you want to point all over Twitter today, like Patrick, all the right-wing hate. If this is okay with you, this is the next thing. In 2020, when your president gets in, impeachment day one, fight the fucking, uh, fight every way you can through the electoral college, try to figure out how you can drum up some faux outrage and run with that shit. Run with it. And impede everything and then talk about assassination and execution. It just keeps getting worse. The only thing amazing about it is only the fringe fringe right thinks this. The crazy. The people who thought Obama wasn't an American. This is mainstream now. This is mainstream progressive. This is what the media is putting out. They don't even tamp it down. There was no corrections on the Women's March. There was no correction. There was not one time today I heard anybody on CNN or MSNBC say, 
Well, Bernie Sanders just two days ago said we really need to ramp up the resistance and take it to the streets. Nobody said Lynch saying there needs to be blood in the street to fight for our deals. Nobody said anything. Nobody. And all I have to do is point to Sandra Fluke. She's a whore. That was mainstream media opening segment. Because this is what we have with our media. They're fighting for one team. The Democratic National Committee. That's it. That's all they care about. And by Saturday, when I turn on Audacity and hit record, all I'll have is sound bites on how we need to take guns away from people. And if you're not a progressive, if you're not part of the resistance, if you're not out there every day beating the fuck out of people because they don't agree with you, there is no more time in the world that you, you, you don't want your gun. My gun will be in my car effective tomorrow. For the first time locally, I will carry a gun. I hope the Antifa fucks with me. Throw piss on me. Go ahead. And for the first time, I heard people and saw them on my Facebook saying, when do you want a kid up? And that scared the shit out of me. Because now, normal Americans are done with this shit. People who just pay attention, argue about it, but don't go out and protest, don't go to parties, and don't go to fucking rallies, and don't give a fuck. They research, they work every goddamn day, and then they vote. Are now like, okay, you want to play? We'll play. Because they're seeing it. I mean, you may not want to see it. Patrick's and Page in Oregon. You may not want to see the Trump supporters getting beaten. Once again, I, I don't go to Breibart to get it. I just go on the internet and it's there. It's right on my Twitter feed. Showing people getting pulled out of cars and beaten. All because they had a Trump sticker. And every one of them ended up on this show. Every speech by a Democrat saying we need to go bleed in the street ended up on the show. Because they're saying it. I mean, I understand their political reasons. They want to get everybody to the polls so they can win back the House or the Senate and they want to fucking impeach Trump because they want the power back. And then they'll go after Pence. That's their game plan. Got it. They're sore losers. It's probably why they lost a thousand seats. But if you're going to hold Sarah Palin accountable for a flyer about districts they need to work on, Well, you need to have some goddamn integrity and say, well, maybe we need to watch what the fuck we're saying. Because maybe out there, people aren't understanding your subtleties about taking to the streets and taking down Trump Co. Maybe they don't get it. Madonna didn't get it. Oberman never got it. He wants armed resistance. Maybe every comedy show belittling of the President of the United States every time for everything. Maybe Chuck Schumer having the top of his Twitter feed mocking the cabinet. Maybe we've gone a little far. I don't know. 
So I bid you adieu until Saturday with just that fact. Maybe we all need to look at ourselves. Look at our rhetoric. Look at what we're saying. And apply it to the other party. Would you do this to Barack Obama if he did something you didn't agree with? And I guarantee everybody under the resist flag, you didn't even pay attention to what he was doing. You didn't care. And maybe that says something about you. So until Saturday, have a good rest of the week. Thanks for listening.